On today's episode of Lit Chat, the stories continue as I discuss my top five favorite wardrobe malfunctions. Now, I don't mean other people's wardrobe malfunctions, I mean my own wardrobe malfunctions. And yes, there are five of them. I know it's a lot, right? For Especially for a dude, but believe me, I've got them. I also discuss some of my favorite St. Patrick's Day memories and why it's so important to me, even though I'm not Irish. In the meantime, I will get into an am I the a-hole question that I don't even have the guts to ask Reddit about, but I do have the guts to ask you, my audience. Speaking of my audience, I answer another one of your etiquette questions when discussing a friend's health and wellness. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that this episode of Lit Chat is brought to you by joeislit.com. I'm getting there, folks. You know, Squarespace, ZipRecruiter, Cash App. You're going to want to get in on this before the ad rates go up way through the roof. But until then, go to joeislit.com for my review of the top product placement moments of Stranger Things Season 3. You can also read about life and career advice that I received from the one and only John Moxley. All that and much more at www.joeislit.com. All right, let's light this up. What's up, Heat Seekers? Joe Otis here, and welcome to episode three of Lit Chat. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, and the weather is officially warming up and people are starting to go outside. God, I really hope this cold weather is over so I can finally get into my spring routine. Sports-wise, I like to follow NFL free agency and scout out the rookies about to enter the upcoming NFL draft, which comes around my birthday. However, with baseball, I'll get excited for it for like, like about a month. I'll act all hardcore, and then once it reaches May, I'll slowly stop watching it. It's hard with baseball because it's impossible with the somewhat busy lifestyle to watch all 162 games. And I know you don't have to watch all of them, but you know, I'll at least make it through April, and then when I get into May, I'll slowly just stop watching. I mean, unless the Phillies are good for once, you know, which has, hasn't been the case for at least 10 years now, I'll start watching, but. Hopefully, I got my fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully they'll do pretty good. But baseball, usually, I usually fall off on that once May happens, and then you know all the other teams are doing well. But like always, I'm gonna try my damnness to go outside and get some steps in. Hopefully, that will last you know longer than a month. But I'm not that big in wearing jewelry, but I'd like to track my steps using my Fitbit. It's kind of silly because. I had to shut off the heart rate tracker on my Fitbit because watching it causes me to get so much anxiety. I mean, that sounds a little crazy, but, you know, say there's a day where I forget to drink the recommended, what it seems like 250 ounces of water, and I get a little dehydrated, so my heart rate goes up. There will be times where I'll be sitting at my desk at work concerned that if my heart rate went a little up, where I would think, okay, this this is the moment, all right? This is the moment. I'm finally going to get out of that heart attack. Yes. 
And then I'll get nervous wondering why it doesn't go down right away where, you know, where I start to watch it. Then I get frustrated because it doesn't go down and the frustration causes it to stay up, causing me to stay in a continuous loop of my heart rate not going down. So I thought that would be better if, you know, just turn off the heart monitor portion of it and just check the steps. But then I feel like I'm not really using the Fitbit to its fullest. I would love to hear what you all think about this. I mean, does anyone else get a little anxious from the constant monitoring that fitness trackers do when performing their tasks? Or am I the only one? So today we discuss something that has happened to us all. It doesn't matter if you're the coolest one in the room or the biggest nerd. There's been times when your clothes just didn't work out for you. And when I say work out, I don't mean your clothes being stylish. I mean, you may have bent over too far. or Maybe your outfit got caught in something. Hey, it happens. It happens to us all. But how does it happen so often to one person? Well, I'll get into that in a story that I like to call Rip the Joe Otis Story. Number five, the time period is October of 2008. There are a few times that are happier in my life. I was just laid off from my newspaper advertising job, survived a battle with pneumonia, and was living in the midst of the worst recession since the Great Depression. Okay, so where is the good in this, you ask? How about the Phillies are about to win the World Series? I get some time to be able to play some classic video games like Fable 2 and Grand Theft Auto 4, And before I was laid off, I moved into my buddy Darren's apartment. It sucked that I lost my job, but having some freedom felt invigorating. One of the benefits of moving out of my childhood home was that at the same time, my mother was getting rid of a couch, which she decided to give to me. That worked out great because money was tight and the apartment could really use a couch. The problem was getting the couch out from my mother's TV room into our second floor apartment several miles away. For times like this, it's great to have a friend who owns a pickup truck. So I called up my friend Ben, who thankfully agreed to help us out. You'd think that the problem would be getting the couch up the steps, but the real problem was getting the couch in the truck. We maneuvered the couch through the door down the driveway and to the back of Ben's pickup truck. Ben stood in the pickup truck, guiding the couch in while Darren and I lifted it up to him. So I bent down, stood up, and heard a small rip. I prayed to God that it was nothing. But it was something. The funny thing is that the wardrobe malfunction wasn't noticed right away. It wasn't until I actually climbed into his truck when Ben let out, holy shit, did you just rip your pants? And then laughed as loud as I ever heard him laugh before. My face burnt red with embarrassment. The rip started in my taint area and extended down the leg all the way to below my knee. I guess climbing into the truck was a bad idea. It would be months and months before I would finally stop being referred to as Rip. I guess you can say the fact that only two of my friends saw me in this predicament was a good thing. Number four, the time period is May of 2014. I worked a job in customer service, so I was stuck on my ask at a desk for long periods of time throughout the day, answering incoming calls to assist customers with their insurance policies. Even though we were staring at screens for most of the day, it was required that we dress in a dress shirt, tie, and dress pants. Fortunately, this dress code would change to business casual, but it could get very uncomfortable wearing a tie all day long while dealing with customers who expect the top of the line experience. One day, I dropped my pen under my desk, so I bent over to recover it. That now familiar sound echoed across the room. Rip. Please, God, let me be imagining this. Of all places, don't let my pants rip at work. I'm trying to move up the ladder here. Don't let these people think that I'm an unkempt slob with a hole in the seat of my pants. And unfortunately for me, a big hole it was. 
So I snuck into the bathroom to assess the damage. Oh shit, it's pretty big. What am I going to use as an excuse? It's not like at my job I can just quietly drive home and come back with a new pair of pants when managers are monitoring how many incoming calls I'm taking or how long I'm talking on the phone with customers. Plus, time off would have to be used. I could always feign sickness and come back, but I had perfect attendance and didn't want to lose that. I wanted to show my company that I was a team player, so I told my manager, Christian, the truth. He smiled and gave me an it happens type of response, but I couldn't help but feel like an idiot. Number three, the time period is May of 2016. My fiance at the time, who is now my wife, is psyched. We are on our way to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to attend her close friend's wedding, which she is also a bridesmaid for. Before the rehearsal dinner, which was at the resort where the reception would be, we had to stop by the church in Harrisburg to go through the actual rehearsal. No problem. That was easy. I'm pretty good at being a supportive fiancé and stand-in slash space filler if need be. But for some reason, those who happened to need change were camping out in front of the church. We had to walk quickly by one of one fellow who seemed to raise his voice at me. I was kind of a little scared, to be honest with you, but we made it into the church without an incident. The rehearsal went without a hitch, and we were ready to leave and go back to the hotel. So maybe I was a little freaked out about the people roaming the streets like they were zombies from The Walking Dead. Or maybe I just wanted to avoid an awkward encounter and conversation with another person. But for whatever reason... I hauled ass out of that church as I agreed to pick up my fiance at the entrance, and I wanted to get back to the car before I was bitten by a zombie who was muttering, change. So I made it to the car and was able to hop in. The problem is I hopped in a little too hard and heard that familiar rip noise. Ah, oh, shit. She's going to be pissed. When I picked her up and showed her the damage, she was a little bit upset, to be honest with you. But good thing was, is there was a Kohl's nearby, so I could get a replacement pair of pants. My fiance picked up the pants for me, and it was a good thing that they were pants in my size, or else I'd be shit out of luck. But thankfully, I was able to slip into the pants behind a bush without getting arrested for indecent exposure, and uh, hopefully no one noticed, and hopefully there's no footage you know, on someone's camera. The good news is we enjoyed the rest of our stay at the resort. It was an incredible wedding and an amazing weekend. Number two. The time period is October of 2015. The same couple who were married on the weekend that I busted open my pants in the seat were also present for another tearing incident. Halloween is my favorite holiday to spend with my wife as a couple. This was also a special Halloween as it was the first time that I was able to find someone to dress up with me in a couple's costume, so it was our first Halloween together. We went through all the possibilities of what we were going to dress up as and decided to go as Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf. Now, this would be a much funnier story if I was Little Red Riding Hood and my wife was the Big Bad Wolf, but I guess we weren't thinking outside the box at the time. Thankfully, I was able to find a Big Bad Wolf costume in my size, and would you believe it, was actually in the normal size as opposed to the big and tall size, which is way too big. So we were having a great time taking pictures, posting them on social media on Facebook for our friends to see for the first time as a couple, on this night, Temple Football is actually ranked in the top 25 and playing number 9 ranked Notre Dame at Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, it's going to be a great night. Temple would go on to lose to Notre Dame 24-20 while putting up a tough fight. Unfortunately, there will be another tough fight in my pants, but this time it wouldn't be in the seat. So I'm being goofy and having fun dancing at the bars with when that familiar rip happens. 
I had my wife check my pants in the seat where she couldn't find a rip or a tear. We would eventually find a rip, but it would be in the front. So the big bad wolf actually had a big bad vagina. Who would have known? Thankfully for my wife, I wouldn't have to pay for any repairs as she has some pretty damn good sewing skills and she sewed the crotch right up. If she would have learned right then and there that ripping my pants was sort of my thing, she might have decided to dump my ass. Thankfully, I'll never know. Number one. The time period is April of 2005. I'm really enjoying my internship at this time. It felt amazing to be able to not only write, but pitch my ideas and copy to a creative team that actually used some of them. I really wanted to make a good impression on the company since I was graduating in May and would love to have a full-time opportunity waiting for me. Even with all of the creative freedom that I was fortunate to have, there was still grunt work that needed to be done. On this particular occasion, I had to deliver a package to a company in downtown Trenton. Delivering the package was the easy part. What wasn't easy was when I got back into my car, my jeans scraped across the metal part of the door that holds it in place. So when I shut the door, my jeans were stuck in the sharp metal part that then ripped them. Strangely, I didn't notice the damage since I didn't hear any rip. It wouldn't be noticed until I returned back to the office. Fortunately, Steve, one of the art directors tried his best in vain to help me out by duct taping my jeans shut. Yes, I was there for most of the afternoon with my jeans attached with duct tape, so I didn't have to go home and get in trouble while looking like an idiot. It was a good strategy until the creative director walked in on him duct taping me up. It was a weird scene, but the creative director would go on to tell me that he liked me for my quirks, and I guess ripping my pants was one of them. So there you have it. Have any of you ever had any embarrassing wardrobe malfunctions? I'd love to hear about yours. Leave a comment for me. Send me a tweet. You know, reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. And the silly thing is, my bad luck with my wardrobe would extend to any time that my friends decided to order tuxedos from a guy who we will call Asshole Ivani, who felt it humorous to call me Tiny when he was measuring me. Let's just say that the clips that were meant to act as a belt on the pants would always become loose on his tuxedos. So I would have to fix it by using a safety pin. And it wasn't just me that it happened to. It happened to my friends as well. Some of them on their wedding days. Word of advice, just use men's warehouse. They're the best. Okay, on to our next story. As I've said many times before, that St. Patrick's Day weekend is one that I enjoy spending with my friends. And it's definitely something that I look forward to celebrating every year. We're all able to get together and have a great time. My friends and I have celebrated the holiday whether we are on the Shamrock Shuttle in the Mayfair neighborhood of Northeast Philly or enjoying the bars of Haddonfield or Collingswood here in South Jersey. It doesn't matter where we are, it's going to be a good time. One particular occasion, I let my drunken debauchery get the best of me. But am I really to blame in this situation? I submit to you the story titled, Am I the Erring Go Asshole? The time period is March of 2014. So there we are in South Jersey, making our way up Main Street in Haddonfield when we decide to stop by the Irish Mile. It's been a long day starting at Tom Fisher's Pub that we make it all the way here after starting around noon. The sun is setting and I have no idea how many beers deep that I am in, but if there's one thing I know is that at 31 years old, I sure as hell don't want to be bothered by no kids while I'm drunk off my ass at the bar. I'm sorry. I feel that there's a time and a place for spending time with your loved ones who are kids or your friend's kids, but while drunk at a bar, isn't one of them. 
So these sweet girls are walking up to every table and bothering every table to buy their paper flowers. The paper flowers are probably used to raise money for the Red Cross or to peddle their parents' meth habit. I'll let you decide. I'm sitting there guzzling down my Miller Lite thinking, please don't stop by my table. Please don't stop by my table. Please don't stop by my table when they stop by my table. So they go through their little spiel about selling their paper flowers. I make sure to stay silent the whole time so I don't say anything stupid or inappropriate in front of a child. When they finish their sales pitch, I calmly ask them, where are your parents? She responds, outside. I ask them, how old are you? She says, 12. I respond with, get the hell out of here. They weren't even phased by it. I, I felt really bad about this and the guilt crept in. So I yelled for them to come back and decided to buy the rest of the paper flowers as penance. But let me ask you, am I the asshole here or are the parents the assholes? Yeah, what I said was inappropriate. And I'm sure that there are some tough guy dads listening to this right now saying, if that were my kid, you would be in the hospital right now. Yeah, okay. But are these parents just as bad for letting their children wander without supervision at a bar where there could be people there that are way more depraved than I am? I felt that I was protecting the kids in my own way. So tell me, am I the asshole or are the parents the assholes? Okay, it's time for our Answer the Audience segment of the show. And today's question comes from Chris Pike. Okay, so this actually happened about a month ago. I was talking to my friend and he said that during his remote teaching routine, he would use his prep time and free time to ride the exercise bike. He prefaced it with, I know it doesn't look it, but I wasn't sure how to respond because he's kind of chunky. So do you A, laugh, B, reassure the person they do look better, or C, just blankly stare at him while he finishes the story? I did C. What would you do? Um, that's actually a really good question, Chris. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't want people to laugh at me. So if I told them I was like out for a walk, which, you know, which I'm going to try to start doing soon. And it doesn't look like I walk that much to be honest with you. Cause you know, it has been the winter time and I'm a little bit hefty. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want them to laugh at me, uh, just blankly staring at them. That might be a little bit weird. So I would definitely try to say, you know, reassure the person that they do look better. You're not being honest, but you are kind of bullshitting a little bit. So, I mean, you know, it kind of makes them feel good about themselves. Uh, I, I mean, as a friend, that's a good thing to do. That's that's what I would want to actually be done. I wouldn't want my friends to be brutally honest with me if, you know, I wasn't looking up to speed with my, you know, my physique. But yeah, so I'm gonna actually, I'm going to go with Beef to answer that question. I would say, you know, reassure the person that they do look better, that, or at least it seems as if it's a better option rather than laughing at them in their face or just blankly staring at them. So my answer is B. Okay, folks, so episode three is in the books. I just want to say thank you very much for listening. Please help me build this brand. You can subscribe to Lit Chat on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora. Lit Chat's on there, so we got you hooked up. So just all you have to do is subscribe. You can also follow me on Twitter at JoeIsVeryLit. It's the same thing on Instagram, once again, at JoeIsVeryLit. On Facebook, at JoeIsLit. And also, you can send me an email to joe at joeislit.com if you have any show ideas, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for any segments, I am all ears. I'm to build this brand. I really want to get into this. So let me know what you got, and um, I'll be back next week. So once again, until then, stay lit.